you know, uh, this is this is great. You know, a uh, uh, boys' night out on the lake for old times' sake. This is this is good. This this is real good. I mean, you know, the walls were uh, closing in on me. Actually, the people's, you know, people were closing in on me. They, they were staring at me, and I, I, I'm telling you, I think they were judging me. You looking at me? Hey, hey, you looking at me? Yeah, anyway, you know, you get back to the old occupation. It's something that's good. You know, it's kind of like, oh, just breathe it in. I love the smell of fish in the morning. Yeah, that's good. It's good, it's good to see the old boat again. And I still remember, I remember the day that we were, uh, we were cleaning up. After a hard and yet kind of worthless night. And this Jesus, he jumps in the boat and he just starts preaching. You know, take me out a little bit. He starts preaching to this, this huge, mongous crowd. You know, and then after he's done, he's like, hey, well, why don't you guys take it out a little deeper and, uh, and we go fit. And I'm like, you know, we just did this all night and this greenhorn's going to tell us what to do. You know, newbie, you know, you just, uh, but hey, hey, well, out of respect for the man, you know, say, okay, we go out, we, we, we start with this whole fishing and, you know, and looking and, and, and kind of half-heartedly we cast out the net on the one side and then suddenly it's like, whoa, wow, this is crazy. It's like this huge, mongous amount of fish that we just got and, 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 and it was like, what's that, bro? Yeah, I, I remember. I remember when you first brought me to see Jesus. I remember he called me Petros, Peter, the rock. Listen, they, I told you, don't call me that. I, I don't want to hear that name anymore. Just go back to Simon. You know, I suppose there's a time it was, that was rad, you know, like big tough guy being called the rock. Ready to rumble. Yeah, that's all good. But, you know, I, I, not, in some respects, I was a little rough around the edges. I got to tell you. Uh, actually, probably less calling me the rock, and it probably have been better just to call me like Rocky. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what I mean? You know, I, I just think I was a little rocky. Uh, because, like, uh, I had a habit of maybe uh, speaking a little quickly and thinking a little slow before I said something. It got me in trouble lots of times. You know, I, 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 I don't know. And then, and then I'm thinking about who I am, and this Jesus, he comes, and he asks me to come and follow him. I'm like, whoa. It's kind of unbelievable when you think about me and things I've done and who I am. And uh, Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I'm a religious man. I, I, I believe. And, and, you know, I use my job as an excuse sometimes and things like that, which, by the way, none of those excuses work with Jesus. He said, hey, he called us. He says, I want you to come follow me. Start a new life, a new hope, a new purpose. Right then and there, and I was like, oh, Jesus, you understand. 
I tried to warn him. I tried to say at the very beginning, listen, Jesus, uh, I, 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 I'm a sinful man. You, you just stay away from me. But you know this Jesus, uh, just like he could look in the depths of the sea and see fish, he could look in the, in, deep inside of you. And he could see things that other people couldn't see. So it was good. It was more than good because this sinful man knew forgiveness. Uh, I, I felt like I found a, a home with him, a place, you know, where I, I could belong. Uh, like he really cared about me and my life changed and my whole past forgiven and I started a whole new, new life. And it was amazing. It really was. It, it was it was amazing. But then, huh, turns out I was right about me. I'm a mess and a mess up. I blew it. This rock crumbled to pieces. I don't deserve to be anywhere near Jesus. I'm not sure he wants to be anywhere near me. You know, I remember uh, earlier at dinner, we were all like around the around the table. You know, a special dinner place. Says truth. He says truth. I tell you, one of you will betray me. One of you who is eating with me is going to betray me. The rest of the disciples, they were all like, "Oh man, that's that's a bummer." I mean, they were down and they were like, 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 is it I? Is it about me? You know, and they're all like, you know, going on and on and on. And I mean, like, oh, come on. There was no way. You know, I was like, I just had to say, I was like, hey, there's no way, Jay. There's no way. Not me. I am never going to deny you. Never, ever, ever is that going to happen with me. You can count on me. I, 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 and, and he was like, Peter. He said, Peter, even tonight, you're going to deny me three times. I say, uh-uh, that ain't happening. I'm going to be a stand-up guy for you, Jesus. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. I'm, I'm standing up for you no matter what, and you can take that to the riverbank. Well, you know, I, all this kind of talk. And I didn't understand. I mean, Jesus was was he was talking about things that just didn't make sense. You know, I, I didn't understand at the time. You know, things. It's, it's kind of downer talk. You know, it's like, and we just had this like amazing thing on like a few days ago on Sunday. It was amazing. There, it, you know, there was this whole big parade, and and, and there was this, this huge, mongous crowd that was there, and they were all like. Like saying, you know, Jesus is a king. And, and I felt like they were really getting it. And now he's talking like this. I don't understand it. You know, uh, of course, a little later after dinner, uh, I probably wasn't as much a stand-up guy because uh, a lot of us, when we went to the Garden of Gethsemane, I kind of was, uh, well, I was a lay-down guy. I was sleeping. You know, he told us to watch and pray. <laughs> Oh, uh, hey, I eat a lot of stuff, you know. I'm a big guy. Hey, 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 but I, I want you to know, though, 
when they came to take Jesus, I jumped right up. And they came to Jesus. They came to take Jesus. I mean, it was like a crazy scene. It was wild. I mean, I mean, you know, it was. And in that moment, as they were coming and they were coming to take Jesus, I kind of lost my head. And and I, and I took a, this little sword of God, and, and actually somebody else lost a little piece of their head. Uh, yeah, I, I cut off Malchus' ear. I was aiming for his neck. Hey, I'm a fisherman. I'm not a, not a warrior, you know? So, uh, things just got crazy. All the disciples, they, they, they jumped ship. You know, they, 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 they just kicked it out of there. But you're not me. Not me. I followed Jesus. From afar, kind of, you know. I, I followed him. Uh, technically, it kept my distance, kind of like tailing him, you know, kind of seeing where it's going on, where it's going, and I don't know. It seemed like a good idea at, at the time, trying to follow Jesus from afar. But it doesn't take long, and you just kind of lose him. Uh, didn't stay close. Anyway, when I got to the... Uh, the high priest place where they were holding Jesus. At the gate of the, of the courtyard, there was this like annoying little slave girl. All right? She was like, hey, uh, are you one of this man's disciples? You, you're not one of this man's disciples, are you? And like, ha, ha, ha. You're a funny little kid. You know? You probably ask everybody that. It's not a serious question. I'm not going to give you no serious answer. I don't know. You may even be looking at me thinking, well, hey, hey, we know what. Listen. If I didn't say something like that, I mean, I wasn't getting in. And how am I going to help Jesus? You know, at least that's the way I rationalize. That's the logic I use. It's amazing. It's easy to talk yourself into something that you can't get yourself out of. And then you end up doing it again and again. Because that's what happened next. Exactly what happened because by this time it had gotten cold out. And of course, with all the commotion at the garden, I left my cloak there. It was cold. And, and so everybody in this courtyard, they were huddled around these fires. Except for me. I'm sitting over here by myself. Looking really stupid. You know, kind of like it was kind of drawing attention to myself. I'm the only guy. I've got no coke. I'm sitting here. I'm cold. And so I thought, okay. I got to do something. I didn't really want to be close to people, but I moved in. I moved in closer. And, and these were the coal kind of fires, you know, the coal fires that got a lot of heat and not much light, which pretty much described my life right about then. But it didn't take long. I was there and some guy says, hey, hey, uh, hey, aren't you, uh, hey, I, I, I think I, aren't you? And it's like, hey, oh, no way. Why are you hating on me, man? What are you doing? Who are you? I mean, yeah, that's what I think we should be doing around this little circle right here. They're asking you. You know, you're the one trying to get the attention off yourself. How about you? Who are you? How about you guys discuss all that? And I moved to another fire. I tried to just keep my cool. I, I don't know. Somehow... You just are able to justify two wrongs, make a right. You know, got to be there, help Jesus. 
I felt like everybody was staring at me. Everybody's just looking at me. And then, and then uh, across the courtyard, there's this guy. He just, he just, he never stopped looking at me. And he started walking towards me closer and closer. Like, oh no. It's Malchus' brother. You know, the guy with the recent hearing problem. It's Malchus' brother. He's, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming over this way. And, and he comes up to me and he says, You, I heard you are one of this man's disciples. Oh. I, I lost it. I just went on mad cow in his face. I was, you know, an old, sad, an old assassin pressing man. And, and I was doing the old fisherman talk and it stank like dead fish. And I was just going on one side and up the other with him. And, you know, I said, you know, they start giving them uh, this lecture about you big city people. You know, you big city people, you're so uppity and you're prejudiced about people who don't talk like you. You know, just because we ain't, I ain't from around here, you got to be all in. I was going on and on and on talking and... And suddenly there was a sound, a horrible sound. It pierced through the night, and it pierced right through my heart like a knife. It was a sound that Jesus had warned me about, a sound that most people, when they hear, they think it's the start of a new day. To me, it was the end of my life. You see, when that rooster crowed, when that rooster crowed, that was my wake-up call. How I failed. How I denied my Lord. And in that moment, as that rooster was crowing, as I was feeling this, it's like time stood still. And I turned away from the people who were there around the fire, and I was starting to, 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 to move out. And suddenly they were taking Jesus out of the place. I mean, here there were, there were guards everywhere. The, the chief priests and the and the whole whole council were having this, uh, uh, you know, monkey trial of Jesus. It was all a bunch of nothing, you know, they were making it up. So they were done, and and they were bringing Jesus out. In that moment, when that rooster cried, I, I don't know. It was like right then and there, there was Jesus. And he looked at me. He didn't look at me angrily. He looked like he'd been roughed up. And even everything he went through, when he was looking at me, he was like looking at me with love. Because he could hear that rooster crow too. He knew exactly what just happened. Why? It was like, ah, no, no, oh, no, 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 why, 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 why? I just, I I gotta tell you that. I tell you, I cried, but no, I wept. Such a failure for him. Worthless. 
I said I'd always be there for him. The one who was always there for me. I said I'd never deny him. Ever, 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 ever. Three times one night. Three times. I, I, I couldn't follow any longer. Uh, truth is, was I ever really following? Well, at least right then and there. I mean, I know it was at one time, but was I really following? To really follow the way Jesus said to follow him. Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you've got to deny yourself. You've got to die to self. I was more concerned that I was going to die. I was, uh, I don't know. To follow Jesus, you've got to be all in, and it's got to be all out. That wasn't me. Sometimes I wonder if we say we're following Jesus, and really we're just out for a walk, and he happens to be walking in front of us. We're not really following. It just happens to be that he's there, walking the same way we are. My heart was crushed, but I can't even imagine how Jesus' heart was broken. It just got worse from there. It got worse because... Uh, He was convicted of blasphemy, condemned uh, to death. But he was innocent. Innocent, I tell you. He'd done nothing wrong. He was beaten, humiliated, beyond recognition. Everyone who was like said they were with him, nobody seemed to be with them. Everyone is against him. The man who carried up his cross up the skull of Calvary Hill. Where they, where they took and they drove nails in his heads and his feet. They crucified him right there with the, his common criminals. I, could, I, I, I couldn't bear to go. I couldn't bear to look. Oh, man, matters. I couldn't even bear to look at myself. Oh, no. I, that should have been me up there. Not him. Literally, he took my place. I, if anyone's guilty, it's me. You know what? He didn't just take my place. He took your place. Yeah, that's right. You, your place. I see you staring at me like, oh, hey, look what you did. Well, I imagine there's some people here today that need to take a look at themselves. Have you ever said, done anything, thought anything that, that you shouldn't have? Or how about any of those things that you said to yourself, you know, like, I'll never do that. I, 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 I will never think that. And there you are. You're thinking that. You're doing that. What's your excuse? Why did you cave in? Was it like because you're facing death like me? There's not one of us that is innocent. We've all sinned. We all deserve the death penalty. 
I mean, really, have we stayed true? Are we still tall for Jesus? Are we following close and getting closer, or are we just getting farther away, getting colder? I just said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, that was heavy. But I just think of everything that took place. I know that's a little heavy. But you know what? There's coming a day where we're all going to have to face some questions like these. I don't mean to put that, but the fact is it's coming. We're all going to have to stand before God and answer. You say, you know, why should I let you in? Why should I let you in to my, my place in heaven? And there's a lot of people who be like, I wish or uh, I'm hoping I can or wish... You know, we're talking about eternity in heaven or hell, and we're just wishing. And we should be knowing. We should be knowing about this. And we say, well, I, I just hope that I'm good enough. Well, let me help you with that one. God says in His Word, there is none good. No one is good enough. Man, I really thought like, Coming out, going fishing, I really thought like that would be something to just get my mind off everything. Something I enjoyed in the past, you know? But all of this is frustrating. We caught nothing. It's just one more way I'm a failure. Yeah, I had my chance. Um. I'm not going to get another. I have my chance. I, I don't belong with these men. I don't belong with Jesus. All I feel is, is guilt and shame. It's getting harder to hide. It's getting harder to hide be, behind this fake tough guy act, you know. I'll tell you one good thing. One good thing happened tonight. Tonight as we were out on this whole lake doing the fishing, one good thing happened. That meant I didn't need to be home Laying in bed, crying myself to sleep. Yeah, I know, tough guy. Every night, crying myself to sleep. And then, guess what? I get to be awakened every morning by the sound of my betrayal of what I've done. Every night, every morning, every day, reminded. This is what I live with. Huh. Actually, it's what I'm dying with. What I've done. I know there's some other people around me, but I've got to tell you, I just feel alone. I don't deserve to be called Peter. I don't deserve to rock. I'm not steady. I'm not, I'm not strong. I'm just fearful and weak. The only thing worse than being called Peter would be be called Judas. That man should never have been born. Yeah. You know, I thought that was the end of the story. I really did. I was thinking, hey, hey you know what? That, that's, that's the end of the story, and that's the way it is. I know a lot of other people thought that. But it wasn't. I know that now. I know that wasn't the end of the story because, well, these women, uh, our women, 
they they came to us and they they, they come and they and they were like talking so fast. Uh, we we were getting what they were saying. I'm sure none of you have had that problem. But you know, like like with it, they were just talking, talking, talking you know, and there was it and like uh, okay. And then when we finally felt like we were getting it, we didn't get it because it didn't make sense. It was that little crazy. They were crazy talking. They said, "Hey, we went to the tomb where Jesus was, and it's like empty, empty." Well, so, you know, and they said, yeah, we saw some angels. And the angels told us to come back and to, and to say this. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you. And then they said it. They said, he's alive. He's, he's alive? I, 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 I didn't know what to think. But you know me, I don't really think. I just had to see it for myself. So John and I, we started running. We started running for the tomb. And I don't care what anybody says, I beat John. Well, I mean, I beat him in there. Technically, he waited on the outside to stop. But I waited in there before John. All right, we run, run, and, and, and we, were, we were there and, and just stopped, and you know what I do. I mean, that's what I do. I just kind of whoosh, run, run in, and, and just run in the whole thing, and I'll get in there, and it's like... I don't think there's many times I could say I was speechless. But it's like, oh. And I started to remember, you know, he had, he had, he had said, I don't know why I don't remember, he said he was going to rise on the third day. I guess we didn't never get it because for him to rise on the third day, we needed to get that he had to die. And we didn't want that. You know what that means? That means everything he said, it's true. It's all true. Impossible? Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible. Everything's, everything's impossible here. With Jesus, it comes true. It was amazing. And can I tell you something? I want to tell everybody, but you know, it was also just a little horrible for me. I mean, I was thrilled that Jesus was alive. But I don't know if I could ever face him, whether he would ever face me. Well, I mean, we've got to give it what is up. I mean, lift up your head. God's not dead. He's alive. He's alive. And that was like amazing. It was a little bit later that we were all gathered together in the, the upper room. And Jesus shows up. And Jesus shows up in the upper room. And I mean, he literally showed up with the doors being locked. He was like there. 
Now, of course, the other disciples, they were thrilled. They were thrilled, and they all kind of gathered around Jesus and looking and everything. But me, I just stood back. I don't belong in that circle. It was a shame. But everything is not as I worship be. I know, I know some of you would say, like, didn't Jesus talk to you about forgiveness? I said, yeah. Jesus talked to me about forgiving my bozo brother Andrew. 70 times 7. Which, by the way, means like forever because, you know, I'm, fishermen don't really good on math skills. So it might as well just be for forever. But those are little things, you know. Those are just little things. Not the thing that I did. That was like huge, 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 humongous. Was bad. But Neo, boys, listen, we've been fishing out here all night. We got nothing. I'm cold and wet. How about we call it a day? And then it's like we heard something. I mean, we're out here. There's really not a whole lot of people out there on the lake with us. And we hear this, somebody talking. And it's somebody on the shore yelling at us, asking if we caught any fish. Oh, thanks. Row it in. You know, it's like, hey, man, how will we tell them if we caught fish? One, two, three, all together. No. Oh, man. Really? You can hear him. He's like saying, okay, we'll throw the net on the other side. Oh, man, come on. And we weren't going to do it, but he just kept saying it, you know. Throw the net on the other side. Throw the net. Oh. All right, all right, all right. I really want to do it, but we did it. We throw the net on the other side. I mean, actually, just me and John. We throw the net on the other side because we really weren't into it. We throw it on the other side, and all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, this is crazy. We caught it. We, we, this is crazy. We caught so much fish. It was a, you probably know what I'm going to say. It was a huge, huge, humongous amount of fish, you know? And, 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 and we started putting, and two of us could put it on and say, hey, come on, disciples, assemble. Come on. And we get them all together, and we get there, and we were pulling. And suddenly John goes, hey, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. What? And so I like I said, see ya, you know, and I'm out of here. You know, the way I am is just kind of like uh, rush and start swimming to him and, and, and always think, think through. And as I'm trying to swim, get ready to get to the shore. I'm starting to think, well, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? I don't know what's wrong with me sometimes. I got on shore and there was Jesus and, and he had breakfast ready to go. Right there on the shore. While the other guys were eating, Jesus says, hey, I figure he was going to, he was going to chew me out. Jesus is going to let me have it. But at least he'd be talking to me. But he did. He comes up and he says, Simon, do you love me? I was like, Lord. You know I love you. You, you know that, right? I, I, I'm sorry. And he kind of stops me. He's like, hey, Simon, 
do you truly love me? Yes, yes, Lord, you know I love you. I do, I do, I do, I do love you. Uh, I, I thought maybe that'd be the end of it, but he asked me one more time. Yes, me a third time. Simon, do you, do you love me? I can tell you, in that moment, it, it kind of hurt. It asked me that. I'd left everything. I'd left my, 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 my job. I'd left my boat. I'd left my family. I'd left my friends. Just to follow him. Of course, think about it for a moment. He left heaven. He gave up everything. Not just there, but he gave up his life for me. Why should I be hurt? when I consider the amount of hurt that I caused him. In fact, as I thought about it, you know, I do eventually think about things. And I thought, you know what? I guess it kind of makes sense he asked me three times because I denied him three times. I get that. And I said, you know, I said, Lord, from the very depths of my heart, I love you, but you know everything. I don't need to tell you what you already know. You know my heart better than I do. You know that I love you, Lord. There are no words to describe. It is more than a feeling. In that moment, Jesus communicated to me forgiveness. I I, I don't want you to... It's not that he forgave me then. He'd already forgiven me. It's just I got to hear it. He forgave me on that cross. But I got it from him. That love that he has, it like never changes. Everlasting. In that moment, the guilt, the shame, everything was gone. I didn't deserve it. No one does. That's why it's a gift of forgiveness. I thought what I'd done was unforgivable. But Jesus says, it don't matter what you think. It's what I think. It's what your Lord and Master thinks. No matter what you be thinking. It's hard to grasp. It's hard to grasp that, you know, that it's not about what I Peter did. Ultimately, it's about what he, Jesus, has done on that cross. No matter what I did, it's all covered by what he's done. It's done. It's finished on that cross. Cover over everything. Forgive. A fresh start. No more guilt. No more shame. His mercy, grace, taking my punishment, taking your punishment. You know, Jesus is not like some people who say, I forgive you, now forget you. You know, that's not this kind of forgiveness. This is, I forgive you, come here. 
Come here. Bring it in. You know, Jesus wanted to take me in, restore that relationship uh, forever. His love changes everything. The new begins right now. I thought like it was the end for me, but it's a new beginning. It's a new that begins right here, right now in my life, forever. And it could be that way for you. Do you understand? I, 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 I don't know why I put it off. I mean, I, I saw Jesus a couple times before this on the shore. I could tell you I, I backed away, I put it off, but you know, don't wait. Don't hesitate to come to Jesus and start a brand new day with Him. You, I, I know that I can't go back and undo what I did or what I said. But with Jesus, I get a redo, a reboot, starting right now. And it's a miracle. New life. Close. As His love shines in the darkness that I, that I had in me and it just everything's gone. Amazing grace. But His just washes away and gives me a clean slate. I'm alive again. I'm new. The resurrection power of Jesus raises me out of my ashes of defeat. And you know what? He can do that for you too. If He can do it for me, I know He could do it for you. Out of all of that. And and not only did He forgive me and and, and bring me back in, but He like said, listen, I trust you enough to, to give you responsibility, Peter. I want you to feed my sheep. I want you to lead. I want you to lead. You know, like me? I'm not. He says again, well, get your eyes off of you. It's not about you. It's about what I say. In that moment, everything changed. You know, it can be that way for you too. There's a sense that I just wish you could experience what I've experienced. You know, he is... Uh, and I don't know if you can grasp this, but I'm telling you this is truth. As real as Jesus was to me on that shore right then and there, right before me, He's right here. He's right here, right now. He's real. And He's waiting for you just like He was waiting for me. He's waiting for you to allow that love of His to just take you in. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done. Let me say this in, in, in a different way. I think about a love that just takes us in.
sound too good to be true You've heard about a place called home But there doesn't seem to be one for you So one more night you cry yourself to sleep And drift off to a distant dream Where love takes you in And everything changes A miracle starts With the beat of a heart When love takes you Says you belong here. Loneliness ends and a new life begins when love takes you in. And somewhere while you're sleeping, someone else is dreaming too. Counting down the days until He holds you close and says I love you Like the rain that falls into the sea In a moment what has been Is lost in what will be When you in and everything changes a miracle starts with the beat of a heart and this love will never let you go there is nothing that could ever cause this love to lose
can begin now, today. No matter whether you've strayed away from God or whether you've stayed away from Him. New can begin right now, no matter how much you messed up. Just about to follow Him today. I know it seemed like I'd blown it big time, like it was over. It seemed like the end. But you know what? That's the way God's story works. It seemed like to everybody, Jesus was dead. He was in the tomb. It was the end. But it was just the beginning. It was just the start of something new, of something amazing. He rose from the grave. And that same resurrection power can come and give you the new life out of the death that you might feel. Why keep carrying the past on your shoulders? Start over. Because He carried your sin on His shoulders. You don't have to carry the past on yours. On that cross, He carried it. To begin right now with Him, for Him. Because Jesus still loves you no matter what. And to stop just following from afar and decide, you know what, today I'm going to come close. Because it doesn't matter. Jesus, we, we say Jesus same yesterday, today, and forever. You know what that means? That means Jesus' love is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Which means there is nothing that you can do today that will make God love you any less than he did yesterday. And there is nothing, any, nothing, nothing, nothing that you can do tomorrow that's going to make Jesus love you any more than he does right now, right here. I just want to challenge you, you know, step up, don't put it off like me. Step up, make a decision to receive that love, receive that forgiveness, receive Jesus. In a moment, we just uh, just want to pray. Ask the worship team come, and 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 you, you got those cards that we were talking about, that your your pastor was talking about a little earlier. Just take those. Just grab in your hand. At least right now, just kind of grab a hold of this. There's a fresh start for those who give them their heart. Give your heart to Jesus for keeps. And you get to keep eternal life. Let's bow our heads and our hearts. As we get ready here, I just want you to just imagine that Jesus is saying some words to you. We're praying. And Jesus is asking you right now, are you ready for this? Do you love me? Jesus is asking, do you love him? And think about it first. Do you love him in your head? Do you, do you know who he is? Do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Do you believe that Jesus came to be your Savior? Yes, that's the first, do you love me now? He asks you again, do you really love me? Do you love him with not just your head, but your heart? Do you surrender it over? 
and ask Jesus to forgive you. Even now, forgive me, Jesus. How I failed, how I fallen. One more time. Do you really, really love me? And that's when we give him all. So yes, we surrender all to you. My heart, my head, everything about me, I love you. Jesus asked that you would be my Savior. You come into my life. Take over. Give me a fresh and new start today. There's some of you here today that you just need to come and say, Jesus, I know you. I was following you at one time. But kind of got behind. And I want to come back. I want to come back just like Peter. I want to come back and get that fresh new start with you. Forgive me. Open, a, open your arms wide, Jesus. Thank you.